seek first the kingdom of God, seek first me, and then all these things will be added unto you. And the list is, the list is endless, and I'm sure you guys can think of examples in your own life, how when you begin to make God the focus and the priority, how things begin to line up and how he begins to answer things. Welcome to Pure Gold, an honest, no-nonsense take on what it means to live daily with sexual integrity, offering practical tips and suggestions on how to strengthen your character, deepen your transparency, and grow in truth through the power of Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Gold. My name is Frank Honus, and again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and allowing it to be an encouragement on your journey for sexual purity and uh, you know sexual integrity. I hope you guys have been enjoying um, this series uh, on on the importance of identity uh, and the importance of reco- Excuse me, the importance of purpose in recovery. Last week, I uh, started a series. Um, where I was talking about the importance of identity in our walk with Christ, in our, in our journey, uh, and, and certainly in our journey in recovery as well. We were invited to, my wife and I were invited to a church here locally to speak on these topics of identity and purpose. And so I wanted to, I wanted to share that, that audio with you guys here on the podcast. I think, again, I think it's totally applicable uh, to our recovery in, uh, you know, in, in, you know, recovering and becoming whole, becoming healthy, uh, you know, attaining healthy sexuality. So last week was identity. This week, I'm going to share the rest of that uh, message with you. My wife, Tracy, talked about purpose and the importance of purpose um, and, and how we need to grasp that reality, uh, that our purpose derives from our identity. So I really hope that's a blessing to you as we play the rest of that this week. Make sure you head over to our website, which is Purity for Life, and it is pflhome.com. It's where you can find all the resources, the links, the articles that will help you on your journey, as well as all the podcasts. I mean, every single one of them, back to episode one. You can enjoy those and download those as well. And also lots of uh, resources on there, you know, uh, resources to get uh, some great software on all your devices. Um, as well as a section for you know spouses of the spouses of strugglers, so wives. There's a great section on there. You can contact my wife, and also uh, another contact form where you can get a hold of me, and uh, lots of lots of great stuff there. Follow us on social media. We're all over Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and also uh, make sure you rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Give us some stars. Give us some feedback. We'd love to know how we're doing, how the podcast is doing. So head over there. It takes about 30 seconds to do. It's really easy uh, to rate and review the podcast. And also as well on Anchor, if you listen through the Anchor app, uh, make sure you leave us a voice message. Send us a message and drop a message there. Go on to the, the Pure Gold podcast, the page there, and uh, you know, click, where you, click where it says send message. You can send us, drop us an actual message with your voice. We'd love to literally hear from you and uh, get your feedback and your questions or whatever we can pray for you about. So enjoy this week as we wrap up the series on the importance of identity and purpose in recovery. God bless. When we were first talking about tonight and about each of us sharing a little bit and um, the thought of sharing about purpose it, to me, seems like such a huge word. 
I mean, there's so many different ways you can look at purpose, so many different ways you can take that. And um, at first, my mind was kind of spinning, like, like I don't, I don't know where even to pull from. There's so many directions. And um, I wasn't feeling anything at first. So about a week ago, I told my husband, I said, ah, it's all you. I, I feel like I ain't got nothing, and I, I'm just being honest. <laughs> and then Tuesday, I'm at work, and I'm, I'm focusing on my work. I'm, you know, right in there. And it, it hit me, like, it was like somebody like opened up a door, you know, like a day like today when it's really windy and the doors open, suddenly you feel it. It's like, Phew. that's how it felt. And so I grabbed my phone. I started typing as fast as I could. And so I don't feel like anything I'm going to share tonight is like hugely profound. Or I wonder if it, it may be stuff you've even heard before. But I, I know without a doubt that is something that God gave me on Tuesday. And I feel like I'm definitely supposed to share it with you all. So um, I'm going to be reading from Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. That is how God clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and it's gone tomorrow, thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? Or what shall I drink? Or what shall I wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this is where I want to focus in tonight. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has worry itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So then out of that, I'm going to read another version, that one particular verse I want to focus on tonight, verse 33. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So seeking first the kingdom and the things of God, the kingdom of God, meaning who he is, his heart. Um, many times throughout my life and probably many times to come, the Lord has a way of bringing that to the forefront when everything seems to become overwhelming and our focus gets on relationships, bills, schooling, work, you can fill in the blank, whatever it is. He has a way of shifting my attention and saying, hold on, first things first. And he brings it back to me every time. And it's like until I get to the point where I am going to put him in the forefront and seek him above all else, no matter what the outcomes of the situations, then I don't get anywhere. And so the first time he really made this real to me was... Um, before I met my husband, well, I had met my husband. <laughs> I had known him for four years, but I didn't know he was going to be my husband. <laughs> and um, as a young woman, I was thinking about, you know, wanting to get married one day and meeting someone and such, and that had become something that would linger in the front of my mind at times. And the Lord really checked me one day and reminded me that my first priority, this verse right here, he gave to me and reminded me, above all else, seek first his kingdom, seek first his heart then all these things will be added to you. And sure enough, I began to just chase after that once more. 
And in a matter of time, before I even knew it, God brings this relationship into my life. I saw it again um, when we were seeking to find our own home. Um, Right after getting married, we had stayed with my folks for a little while, um, trying to go ahead and have an open door there. And again, I was getting impatient, really impatient. Sometimes it's hard living with other people. (laughs) And so I began to get really antsy, and God again brought to my mind. He's like, hold on a second. He said, "You're, you're getting out of focus again, Tracy. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. And it was only a matter of months after that happened, Thing after thing lined right up. I couldn't, I, couldn't have even, I couldn't have even planned it myself. I had no doubt that where God was taking us and where he was placing us for that season was God and was his, his purpose. But it didn't happen until I followed Matthew 6.33. The same thing happened when we wanted to start having kids. We had talked about it. We were like, okay, we've waited a while. We've been married. We want to start having kids. And it got to the point where we were like, okay, we need to start getting doctors involved because something's not, something's not working. God, why aren't we able to have kids? And again, before I was even able, I remember one time picking up my phone to call and make an appointment, and God checked my heart, and he was like, hold on, Tracy. He's like, remember, seek first the kingdom of God, seek first me, and then all these things will be added unto you. And the list is is endless, and I'm sure you guys can think of examples in your own life, how when you begin to make God the focus and the priority, how things begin to line up and how he begins to answer things. And um, so the one thing out of all this that kind of jumps out to me is that When our priorities are right, it's like a waterfall effect where God takes care of the things that we don't even have to pray about or think about. But it's when our priorities are right and our focus is right on him. Um, Many years ago, probably more than it should have been, I started writing a song. And I, to this day, haven't finished it, but the the words echo with me. And um, so I'm going to share some of these lyrics with you guys tonight and how God has so greatly just like again and again brought them to my mind and it's made it so real to me. So some of the lyrics are that I want to be so close that I can hear your heartbeat, so close that I move when you breathe. When you think about our physical heart, right, a very vital organ inside of our body, it causes many of the other organs and parts to work together and to function. It causes them to keep moving. And in In truth, when it stops, when your heart stops beating, all life stops. The heart beating gives life to the body the same way that the heart of our Heavenly Father gives purpose to our life. So in order to find that purpose, we have to first find his heart and know his heart. So close that I can hear the heartbeat of God, that I know what your heart is speaking for your people, for the lost, So close that I move when you breathe, God. Um, What makes me think of this sometimes is um, when me and my siblings were kids, on Saturday night, my dad would like to watch, what's it called, Walker? Yes. (laughs) He would like to watch that, and he would lay down on the living room floor, and we had this thing we'd like to do. He'd be laying with his on, flat on his back on the floor, and he'd have his head on some pillows. And we'd run up, and we'd try to get him laughing. We'd lay our head on his chest, like lean back against him. And it was funny because, you know, if you lean on someone's chest, you, your head will go up and down slowly. You get him laughing, your head will start bouncing. You know, so as kids, we got a big kick out of that. Um, and so we would do that with my dad, but I got thinking about it in relation to the, the lyrics that God had given me, and I was like, his heart beating, his laughter, his breath, literally caused us to physically move up and down because we were that close and that connected. God's heart, his breathing, breathed on us, causes us to move for him. It causes us to walk in purpose. 
if we seek first the kingdom. The last couple of weeks I've been um, going back and reading a little bit about the life of Joseph. Are you guys familiar with his story? A little bit? Yeah? Okay. So just to summarize it a little bit, um, it take a long time to summarize it all, but it's a good story. If you don't know about Joseph, look him up. <laughs> um, so Joseph had some dreams early on in his life. God was you know, speaking to him, and as he shared them with his brothers, they went ahead, threw him in a pit, sold him to slavery, and his life begins that way. He then later on goes to jail. Um, the Potiphar's wife at one time tries to go ahead and get him to commit adultery, doesn't do it, takes the high road. This is just summarizing it really quick. So time after time, Joseph had things happen inside of his life that were, if you ask me, I would say unfair. You know, but I look at his life and I look at the way that he responded in each and every one of those seasons. And it, it absolutely amazes me because Joseph, he had an absolute trust in God, no matter what happened to him. To me, he's a shining example of um, what happens when a person's life is completely surrendered to God in complete obedience. Because it didn't matter what situation he was in, whether he was being sold in slavery, whether he was in jail, whether he was... Um, working in the king's palace all the way up until he got put into the position. He went ahead and he completely trusted God no matter what happened, and he walked in complete obedience. I think Joseph knew that he could trust his history in Christ, and that's true for us too. If we look back at our lives, we look about at the things that um, God has brought us from, the things that God has taught us. When we find ourselves in situations and circumstances that it begins to feel like, okay, the waters are rising, it's getting higher, okay, I'm lifting my head up, I almost can't breathe. (laughs) If we first go back to that seek first his kingdom, remembering who he is and placing that as our top priority, then it's easy to go ahead and trust our history in Christ and remember who we are in him. I think about the, um, the Israelites, about them wandering for 40 years, I think, don't Bible scholars, don't they say that if they, it's really about a 40-day journey? Is that true? Am I right on that? Yeah, that's what I thought. But it took 40 years. And that's just a, a reminder to me that my faith and my obedience to God play a role in God's unfolding of his purposes in my life. couple months back, we were at a, um, a pastor's gathering. We were all in a home together, and we were, we were praying and um, just taking some time for prayer and worship together, fellowship, eating together. And at the end, we were all praying corporately, and we were praying um, for a couple different things, but one of the major things was this particular Bible college that was in need of um, funding and support. There were some things that were they were nervous about closing down and that kind of thing. So we were praying over a number of different things, and I went ahead, and as we're praying, I keep getting this picture come to my mind, and it doesn't make any sense to me. I see, like, a, it looks like a big hall, kind of fancy, but nothing over the top, and then I see, um, you know, like when you go to nice restaurants, you see those fork spoon knives all rolled up in a pretty napkin and all, and so there's a whole basket full of them, and they're being laid out there on the table. And so I keep seeing this while we're praying, And I have this strong feeling inside, like, I'm supposed to share that. And I'm like, I am not going to share that. That just sounds dumb. (laughs) You know, so I'm sitting there kind of in my head, arguing with God, not surrendering, like I just talked about. And um, 
So finally, I get to the point where I feel like my heart's being really fast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to share it, God. They're going to think I'm silly, and it makes no sense. And the very moment I go to open my mouth to share it, God brings a scripture to my mind. And as soon as the scripture came to my mind, suddenly it made perfect sense. And I was like, man, when we follow his obedience, he knows what he's doing. And so this is the scripture. Psalms 23, verses 5 and 6. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. God was giving me a picture of what it looks like when the table is prepared before you, when everything's laid out, all that you need is right there inside of that napkin. You have your fork, your knife, your spoon, anything you need. Everything's laid out. You just walk in, and it's ready for you. And, um, you know, it goes on my cup overflows. Not just enough more than enough. It's overflowing. You know, my kids are at an age where they think they can pour their own drinks, and they can't pour their own drinks. Sometimes they can, but many times it's overflowing. (laughs) And he goes on, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not just in the good days, not just in the days I feel like I have it together, all the days of my life. Your goodness and your mercy, those are two gifts from him. His goodness, his kindness to us, his mercy, his grace to us, those are things that are going to follow us. With little kids, um, I know what following looks like. Sometimes I know it too well. They're like right at my heels, to the kitchen, to the bathroom, everywhere, following, 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 you know? And I imagine like his grace and his mercy being like that, you know? (laughs) I mean, it annoys me when they do it, but as I'm walking through life in these different circumstances, there's his grace, there's his mercy. Oh, they're right, they're like almost on my heel, like I'm about to trip over them. They're so good. So to summarize it all at the end, it's that his goodness and his mercy, if we are his, walking in his purpose and pursuing his kingdom above all else, They're going to follow us. They're going to chase us down. What was on my heart, I forgot to tell my husband to bring his guitar. It was on my heart. I was going to, we were going to worship with you guys for a moment. And I don't know if you guys have heard that song called The More I Seek You. Because to me, that, that brings it back right to where it is. The more we seek him, the more we find him, the more we know him, the more we know who our identity is, and the more we know what our purpose is. Thanks for listening to Pure Gold, our weekly podcast from Purity for Life. Don't forget to visit our website for additional content, including our entire podcast archive, articles, links, and videos to help encourage you on your journey for sexual purity. All this and more can be found at pflhome.com. Also, follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.